Welcome to the Intelligent Equity Podcast. The mission of this podcast is simple, to help consumers understand residential mortgage lending and the concept behind building equity and living the American dream. Now, here's your host, Ryan Kiefer. Hey everybody, Ryan Kiefer here. Welcome to another edition of Intelligent Equity, your podcast about all things financial with a focus on the real estate and mortgage industry. You know, right now locally, it's the spring purchase market, which is our busiest time of the year. Approximately 40% of all home sales occur between the months of March and June across this great country of ours. So with that can come a little bit of stress, sometimes unnecessary if you're purchasing a home and going through the process and you, of course, have a, a contract deadline to meet, you know, normally 30 to 45 days or less. So, you know, think of it as like a big funnel. You know, there's only so much capacity within the mortgage industry and you can throw as many loans in at the top as you want, but only so many are going to come out the bottom. Point being that it's imperative more than ever when we're in the spring market to, I guess, be a cooperative borrower, for lack of a better way of putting it. So quite often, you know, we'll ask people for certain documentation and and not receive exactly what we need or not get in a timely fashion and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, for us these days, it's not about having the perfect loan as much as it is about having the perfect loan file. You have to dot all your I's and cross all your T's. I remember back when I was a kid, my mom would occasionally uh, issue a directive to me that I naturally uh, would question. And uh, when I asked why, I would always get, because I told you so, or because I said so. Well, in this case, it might behoove you just to listen to your loan officer or the loan processor or underwriter when they ask you for something and just assume they're saying, because I told you so. Don't question it. They know the guidelines. They know what it's going to take to get your loan approved. And they know what it's going to take to make it as easy and painless as possible for you. And and what is the perfect loan anyway? Well, it's really one that A, pays back the lender and B, pays back the lender on time. So, you know, again, underwriting the perfect loan is not really the goal. It's the perfect loan file. And why is that? Well, let's go back a few years. Mortgage lenders suffered some staggering losses back during the Great Recession um, because of the dreaded loan repurchase, as it's called. As mortgage delinquencies increased, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the two big government agencies out there that purchase all the conventional or conforming loans, you have Ginny Mae with FHA and VA um, and then USDA rural housing for some of the other loans out there. But they discovered that there were a lot of substandard and fraudulent underwriting practices going on that violated what were called representation and representation and warranties from lenders out there. So they made these lenders purchase these loans back. So if a lender is forced to buy back a single mortgage in the amount of $250,000, if they're a huge lender, maybe that's a drop in the bucket. If they're a small to mid-sized lender and they get a few of those, those can certainly add up and eventually put them out of business. So it doesn't take a whole lot of buybacks, you know, to make that happen. So it's no longer really necessary to have perfect credit or a big down payment and stable employment to guarantee a loan approval. But on the other hand, it it is important or imperative to be able to document all of those things. So every nook and cranny, whether you like it or not, of your financial life has to be corroborated, double, triple checked and reviewed again before closing. This way, if the originating lender has created a loan file that's consistent with the underwriting guidelines, the chances are lower that your loan would ever be subject to repurchase. So, you know, as a borrower, you need to prepare for what's called processing and underwriting. Processors and underwriters are the people that are going to be charged uh, and trained with gathering all of your documentation for loan approval. They're going to filter it all up front. Now, make no mistake, most things are automated these days, you know, and the loan process is no different. You might have heard of DU, which is desktop underwriter or LP, loan prospector, if you're a professional in this business, a realtor or whatnot. 
Those are the automated underwriting engines for the government agencies that we input the data up front to figure out what someone can get approved for. It's also going to tell us what we need to verify in terms of their income and assets. You know, do we need just last year's W-2 or do we only need a pay stub? Do we need two years worth of tax returns because maybe they're self-employed or maybe they own rental properties, that sort of thing. These automated underwriting systems are going to tell us exactly what we need. As a borrower, it's imperative that you get us exactly what we need. Don't send us half the tax returns and say, well, you don't really need those other schedules or that K-1 I have over there because I'm a partner in this side business, uh, that's my side hustle. You, you don't need that either. We need everything. You're only prolonging the process and causing yourself undue pain and suffering. You know, a lot of times people are you know, they, they get a little bit, I guess, belligerent, for lack of a better word, and don't want to provide what we need. And it's like, well, okay, we'll go pay cash for the house. I mean, if you're asking a lender to lend you a couple hundred thousand dollars, you might have a couple hoops to jump through to get that loan. It's not necessarily a God-given right in this country to get a mortgage. And I think most of us, or a lot of us anyway, have sort of lost sight of that fact. But, um, you know, there are a lot of things that need to be documented. So, for instance, if you had a previous short sale or a or if you're going to keep your current home for investment property, things like that, those can add wrinkles to the loan approval process. And, you know, at the end of the day, it really just comes down for proof. You know, if you have larger deposits in your bank accounts that might be cash on hand or uh, might be borrowed funds from someone else, that all has to be documented. Gifts are fine in most cases. Again, just have to document it. So, you know, at the end of the day, the reason the mortgage approval process is so rigorous is, is really simple. It all comes down to what we talked about earlier, and that is the amount of buybacks that lenders had years ago during the Great Recession. The good news is the processes put in place now have seemed to help cure most of that. So put it this way, right now, currently, default rates on loans, the amount of loans passed due, the amount of buybacks, that sort of thing, under 2%, which is a, a decent allowable number in our industry. Back in 2007, when the, the start of the housing bubble and the Great Recession, it was 22%. So that's why a lot of these rules and regulations have come into play. It's not to insult you as a borrower and say that you're doing something wrong or you're a bad borrower. It always comes back to like why most laws are in place. You know, there was a bad apple somewhere back along the line that sort of ruined it for the rest of us. And that's why we have these laws or that's why we have these guidelines now. So don't take it personally. If you're in the middle of getting a loan and, and your loan officer or processor asks you for something that you don't feel like you should have to give, your best bet is just to get it. Just pretend it's your mom that said, because I told you so. This is Ryan Kiefer with Prime Lending, and this has been your most recent episode of Intelligent Equity. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share the podcast. I really, really would appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Intelligent Equity Podcast with Ryan Kiefer. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast and hit subscribe to get notification of all new episodes.